Welcome into the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Across from me, as always, Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Woodon ESPN 1000. The wait is finally over. UFC 294. Different opponents. The theme of this week, short rest for people coming in uh, and insanely ridiculous odds uh the odds as you will hear as we go through this podcast here previewing ufc 294 is that there are a lot of heavy favorites uh which means we will probably have to do some value hunting maybe some parlaying and all that good stuff but uh you know it should be a good card regardless jordan just because of the the sheer star power that's on this card for the ufc star power for sure i don't agree that this card became better because of the short notice replacements, Kamaru Usman filling in for Polo Costa to take on Hamzat Shemaev, and then Alexander Volkanovsky agreeing to take a fight on 10 days' notice, moving up in weight to once again challenge Islam Makachev for the UFC lightweight championship of the world. I get the fact we are talking about maybe the best pound for pound fighter in the world in Alexander Volkanovsky, and we're talking about Kamaru Usman, who at one point had won 15 fights in a row in the welterweight division and was being considered amongst the conversation of the greatest welterweight champions of all time, along with GSP and one of the best pound-for-pound fighters. But because of the short-notice nature of this and the fact that we've got Usman moving up in weight, we've got Volkanovski not really getting a full opportunity to get a full camp and re-challenge Islam Makachev for the championship, I don't love it as many people. And also, as you alluded to, we have big-time favorites on this card, not just sprinkled in the main event and the co-main event, but throughout the entirety of the card. This is a Pirates of the Caribbean parlay, if you will, <laughs> card that you have to look for to get some value unless we're going to bargain hunt and try to find methods of victory, which obviously makes it a little bit more difficult to pick the winner. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get started here. we got a lot to get to. Uh, we've got five fights here on this main card. We'll start with the shortest odds, if you can believe it. Uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov against Muin Gafurov. Muin is plus 180. Saeed Nurmagomedov is minus 225. And like I said, those are the shortest odds. No one is less of a favorite than Saeed Nurmagomedov for the rest of this card. He is minus 225. This is the uh, bantamweight division uh, coming up here. So Nurmagomedov coming in, he's got four straight wins, but his last one was a loss. So he comes in here with a 6-2 and two record in the UFC. Uh, he's 31. He's pretty dangerous as a fighter. And... Um, Again, uh, Gafurov plus 180, the dog here, and it's, uh, he's been Dana White Contender Series, and that's, uh, that's kind of it yeah. uh, for him. So, again, a heavy favorite here in, the, in Nurmagomedov. Yeah, he is, and, and I think he should be. I think you know, Nurmagomedov will have the advantages wherever this fight goes. You know, he's a longer, taller bantamweight that works in a, you know, a fine combination of both his striking and his grappling. You see the Nurmagomedov name, you immediately think, you know, outstanding grappler guy that's going to look to take this fight to the ground, control you, and submit you. Well, Saeed also has the uh, ability to you know, be able to, to outstrike you on the feet. We saw that uh, showcase in his, in his very impressive victory uh, over Cody Stamen a couple of fights ago. But when he got into a stand-up fight and we got into a fight where he wasn't able to eventually get a fight to the ground in Jonathan Martinez, he lost. And we look, we know how good Jonathan Martinez is. We saw that on full display. Uh, last week when he uh, knocked out Andrea uh, uh, Yanez, if you will, 
Is that his name? I totally butchered on yes. that. Okay, it is. Thank you very much. I was looking for you for approval, shaking your head or something like that. But anyway, um, so then, you know, in, in uh, Guafarov, he, he's taking on a guy that's, you know, lost his UFC debut, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, a black belt, very comfortable off of his back. And we don't know much about this, his opportunity and, and what he can do on the feet. Yes, he's got a couple of knockouts on the regional scene at a very impressive promotion, LFA. A lot of guys that are in the UFC performed well there, got the opportunity to fight in the UFC. But I think this might, this is going to be too much of an ask too soon for uh, Gafarov in his, you know, quote-unquote second fight in the UFC. So I think, you know, Sayyid Nurmagomedov, Going to get the victory. If you're going to bargain hunt and try and find a value, I think you're going to have to go points. I'm not really seeing a finish there. So, Aiden Ragamedov doesn't strike me so much as a finisher as some of the other guys that we'll talk about on this card. So, I, I think it's a clear cut win. We could stick him into our parlay. Probably going to go four or five fights deep into the parlay, Adam. So, you might, might as well be prepared. Oof. Make sure you got enough ink on Oof. that pen. But that's the situation we're in. Yeah. We've got a lot of these mismatches. And oh, look, yeah. And it goes also to talk about, you know, my overall standing on this fight card. Uh, and, and when I start to think about UFC 295, it's coming up next month with John Jones and Stephen Milchik, and then UFC 296, which I, I think you could probably say that if you look at UFC 296's card, top to bottom, like if you rank the 12 fights, outside of the main event, co-main event, and maybe the, the, the light heavyweight title uh, or light heavyweight fight on this card, like every single one of those UFC 296 fights is, is above anything else that's going to be on this card oh man it, look it, it's the reality of it it's, yeah. it's it's the reality it's the nature of the beast of having all these fight cards i mean we talk about this with fight nights as well so um plus and i know this angers you too like this is smack dag in the middle of your college football experience yeah like, but this is a uh it's not a great week like there's ohio state penn state I mean, it's Tennessee week for Alabama, so that's always a, a tough week for them, uh, especially in recent years. They lost last year uh, to Tennessee, so that's a 2.30 game. So, yeah, this will be – I'll have Alabama-Tennessee on the first TV, and then uh, I'll also be watching. I like that it's, it's during, during the day. I don't mind it. I don't mind it so much that it's during the day. Interrupts me because I've got Zoe's got soccer. Yeah, you've Max got, has yeah. uh, you know something. He's yeah, my kid's not something. There's my kid's not doing party. anything yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually she's do just have to go to there. a kid's birthday party this weekend. So oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, I do. So maybe we'll put this on while it's there. While we're yeah, there. Exactly. Well, that's I'll try to convince the dad to buy the pay per view <laughs> while I'm there. We're like, come on, man. I'll tell you what. Real side side subject. Real quick. We were at a kid's. We were at a kid's event. It wasn't even a kid's birthday party. This was a couple of years ago. The college football national semifinals were on TV. Mm-hmm. The TV was not on. The kids were doing something. I went up to the dad, not a big sports guy yeah. at all. I'm like, I think we could throw the game on? He's yeah. like, what, what game? What are you talking about? I'm like, the college football the national play- like the play- like the it playoffs. Was like, it was like the first year of the playoffs, too. It's the playoffs. Like, so I was like, can you put it on? And he's like, I, I don't think the kids will like it. The kids were four. Yeah, I don't know. The kids don't care, man. The kids just, don't just care. Order the pay-per-view. Put on the game. Yeah. Please. Oh, we'll have Alabama-Tennessee on for okay. sure. Okay. We will have. That not, will definitely be on. I don't know if I can convince him to spend the money on the pay-per-view, but Alabama-Tennessee. You might have to throw him some a couple of coins. I'll just I'll, I'll find it online. Um, the, <laughs> I, will, I will say this, though. The Nurmagomedov-Gafarov uh, fight. The over at 2.5. It's a dollar ten. Okay. Uh, dollar eighteen. I think, at FanDuel right now. All Worth right. a look for sure. Again, I just don't think we, we got finishers with, with either of these guys as opposed to what we'll get to a little bit later on in the card. All right, so uh, Nurmagomedov by points you suggested is plus two twenty. Okay, like I, that. I, I think that that certainly I cer- I certainly believe that that is a, a value worth looking at for sure. All right, that's plus two twenty. Our next fight, the longest odds 
on the card by far. Uh, Ikram Alaskarov is minus 700 against Warley Alves, who's taking this fight on short notice. I mentioned that's a theme here, not just with our two main, our main event, our co-main event, but also this fight. Short notice for Warley Alves, uh, who is plus 470 when I looked at uh, this recently. So, I mean, there's not really much to say here. This guy's going to get his ass kicked. Well, what, what, side question for you. <laughs> Warley Alves holds yeah. a victory over one of your favorite fighters. Oh, who? He holds a victory. First round submission over oh, no. one of your favorite fighters. Who? Who's my favorite? Who? Colby Covington. Oh, <laughs> F you. Get out of here with <laughs> All right, that. So here's the thing about Warley Alves. You know, credit where credit's due taking this fight, but he's going up in weight. Uh, he hasn't looked great at welterweight his, his couple of times out. He's always struggled, yes, with the weight cut, so maybe it's a little bit easier for him to make the jump. But, uh, you know, Ikram Askarov is, is a guy that has is, is, is got a strong future in the middleweight division. Well-versed, well-rounded. We saw that uh, striking on full display uh, when he knocked out Phil Hawes in his UFC debut. Prior to that, he had a first-round submission. This is a squash match. This is a showcase fight for uh, Askarov. So I think inside the distance... Maybe even a round one win if you could find it in, in some fashion. And for sure, he will be parlayed with uh, Nurmagomedov uh, as we uh, parlay us, uh, ourselves through uh, this. And th- yeah, uh, I, I, this is a guy that just is supposed to be really good. And there's yeah. a reason why he's on this card and on the uh, pay-per-view portion. So Aliscroft to win in round one is plus 130. Okay. I want a little bit more value on that. I really do, because Warley Elvis is also kind of like a one-round fighter. Like okay. he, He's very strong in the first round. Okay. Uh, you know, he's got power. He's got a Brazilian jiu-jitsu a, you know, black belt, I believe, is his background. So he can fight. And he's been in there with some of the best fighters in the world, albeit at 170. Um, so the short notice nature of it again, you know, and we're talking about it too. Like the short notice nature of these fights, you know, with Alves and, and with Usman and with um, um, Alexander Volkanovsky, like... The weight cut, not as big of a deal because they're changing weight classes they're and going, going up. up. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. don't have to worry about it. But you also got to think about middle of the day. It's going to be 95 degrees. You know, it's going to be hot in Abu mm-hmm. Dhabi uh, when these fights take place. So uh, I, I still think uh, Oscarov going to win inside the distance. But it, that round one win is going to have to get up a little bit higher. Maybe, maybe you do round one and a knockout. Okay. If we could find, if, if that's like in the threes, the fours. Plus 320. So, like, I want that a little bit higher in the three. You just said threes or fours. That's well, let's threes. Get to Can we go All plus right. three fifty. No, I don't make the odds. Oh, you should. Okay, but uh, he's going to win. It's squash match. All right, so we'll just put it in the parlay uh, in Aleskarov in the parlay along with Saeed Nurmagomedov. Our next fight, uh, Magomed Ankalaev is minus three ninety against Johnny Walker, uh, who's a great fighter, but he is plus two eighty here. Ankalaev hasn't fought since last. December in a, uh, a split draw against Jan Blachowicz, which we talked about last year uh, when they faced off for a va- for the vacant title. Uh, and before that, he had won nine straight uh, before that split decision there. And, you know, we've talked about Johnny Walker a lot. The dude fights a ton. So I think we've talked about what well, this might be. Is this a third fight this year? I think see. this might be his third fight this year. So he fought, yeah, he fought in January against the Bear Jew, Paul Craig, who yeah. wins a victory over uh, uh, Oscar or Ankalaev. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he fought Anthony Smith in May. So this is right. his third this is fight. Third, look at me. Mm-hmm. So this is his third fight uh, against uh, Ankalaev. Well, not his third fight against Ankalaev, but his third fight of the year. And he's plus 280, the underdog. Yeah, this is probably the most interesting fight for me on, on the main card uh, just because, uh, you know, stylistically, 
This fight could and should be bonkers. Uh, this fight is uber important for the light heavyweight division as we start to kind of understand, you know, how that's playing out. Alex Pereira and Yuri Prochaska is going to be fighting for the for the light heavyweight championship next month. Paul, uh, you know, Johnny Walker. I was about to say Paul Walker, rest in peace. Johnny Walker uh, is 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 crazy. He's a crazy man. Uh, very unorthodox. Has righted the ship since he's gone and trained over at SBG Ireland. That's a, that's a famous camp that uh, you know got Conor McGregor his start, and he's kind of calmed himself down and not just being the wild man uh, out there. And, and since that point, you know he's won three fights in a row. He's had two finishes, uh, a third victory over Anthony Smith, which was was uber impressive. And he's going to have an opportunity to really showcase, uh, you know, himself. The problem is, is that Magomed Ankalaev likely should be the light heavyweight champion of the world. But he threw up a goose egg uh, in the fight against Jan Bohovic. If you remember, this was the fight that was going on. And Dana White said mid-fight, he called Jamel Hill and said, look, these guys suck. I want you to fight for the title against Glover Teixeira like next month. Mm-hmm. Um, so a fight that was originally supposed to be for the championship ended up being up at a split draw. Uh, Ankalaev, great power. Very good boxing. It's got the Sambo background to, to fall off on. And I think Ankalaev was humbled in the decision when he was, you know, ended up being a split draw and not given the championship or not given the next opportunity to fight for the belt again. He's going in for a finish. He's going in for, for an inside-the-distance victory. He's going to test the chin of Johnny Walker, which at times has always been tested and it has failed him uh, a lot of times, not just in the UFC career, but in the uh, mixed martial arts career. So like, I like Ankalaev via TKO. I think it's a dollar 10. On, it's uh, plus 120 right now. This is the first time this has ever happened in our short history of doing the unnamed MMA podcast. While we were talking, the lines moved. Johnny Walker is now plus 270 instead of 280, and Ankh is down to minus 355 from 390. Okay, okay. So it's moving as we're talking. Yeah. And, and, and he's plus 120 by knockout. And look, Johnny Walker is a very difficult guy to mirror in camp and, and prepare for. He's long and athletic. He, he's very unorthodox. He's got flying knees. At, he's got elbows at his disposal. I mean, if you go and watch the highlight reel of his, of his victories, you know, 16 of his 21 victories have come. You know, via uh, a knockout, and then mm-hmm. when and then when he got the fight to the ground, you look, he submitted Ian Kudelava. So he's got skills there. I just think that Ankalaya is going to be motivated fighting basically in his home backyard uh, with several of his countrymen on the card. And he into unders- the parlay he goes. Yeah, he's going into the parlay for sure. Everyone's going into the parlay, and we're taking Ankalaya by knockout at plus one twenty, right? Yes. Okay. Our next fight, co-main event. Finally, the two big fights on the card. Kamara Usman coming in on short notice. He's plus 235 against Hazmat Shemaev, who is minus 320. Kamara Usman undefeated until he met a guy named Leon Edwards, and now he's on a two-fight skid to said fighter. So he's undefeated unless he's fighting Leon Edwards. Shemaev, 12-0 in his career, 6-0 in the UFC. Five of six of his victories have come uh, via stoppage, so inside the distance for him. And if you follow... The videos going around, whether you want to believe it or not, Kamara Usman was doing a, you know, it's like a fake sparring session, kind of like a workout for media and everything. And when he landed, he said, I felt a pop. And believe whatever you want to believe. Some people don't believe it. I was reading. Some people are reading too much into it. Some people are very in on it. He looked, they were, they were in the way instant, was it yesterday, last night, I guess, time difference, whatever. He looked fine. He wasn't limping or anything like that, and there was the stare down, and Shemaev looks 
possessed. Like he, like I, I don't think there's an amount of money I would not put on Shamayev to win this fight. Uh, my handicap of this fight w- was was settled and solid prior to the viral video of of Usman and, and maybe his knee issues, you know, coming to fruition. First and foremost, I believe he's had knee issues prior to this. He he looked like a statue. He looked kind of like he was in cement when he was fighting Leon Edwards for the second time. He was hesitant. He wasn't able to establish his his takedowns, the pressure that he normally has, and, and, and showcase the power. Um, and I think the head kick did that to him. Like Leon Edwards pulled a rabbit out of his hat and won that championship, and then Kamaru Usman has not been the same fighter since. So that's the first part of the of the handicap for this. The short notice nature of it also has to take into account, despite the fact that I you know Kamaru Usman's a professional. I'm certain that he was in the gym, you know, prepping, and he doesn't have to make the dramatic cut to 170 because he's always been a thick, strong 170-pounder. And I'm quite certain that his power will, will carry over to 185, and he's got a very strong overhand right. And, you know, Chemayev's uh, chin w- w- was tested a little bit against Gilbert Burns, a guy that also, you know, fights at 170. And Chemayev's a guy that's been floated between 170 and, and, and 185. The problem is uh, for, for, for Usman is that you know he's going to fight kind of like Colby Covington 2.0, a guy that will fight with a ferocious pace, a guy that will be in his face, look for takedowns, and, and look to get him out of there uh, in, in a big hurry. And there's the, also the issue because people question about Shemaev's, um cardio. This is a three-round fight. Mm-hmm. It is not a five-round championship fight. It is a three-round fight, which is interesting because it's a title eliminator. They are saying that the winner of this fight is next in line. Yeah, Dana White for, said it on Thursday for Sean Strickland. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, selfishly, I, I even though I love championships and I love guys that, that do dominate, it's fun to see them. The the, the lead up to Chamaya versus Sean Strickland would be amazing. Yeah, would absolutely be amazing. And we've been indicated that Israel Adesanya wants to take a little bit of time off. So, one eighty five right now is is completely wide open. So, with all that coming into uh, you know the forefront here with this fight. Uh, I just believe that Chemayev is going to be a knife through butter in this fight. I, I, I think he's going to run through Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman just doesn't seem right. Don't like this opportunity. I think he's kind of sneaking his way into a championship opportunity because he's never going to win the title again at 170. I'm full, full, fully believing that. I don't think he could beat Leon Edwards. I don't think he could beat Bilal Muhammad. Um, so Chemayev inside the distance is, is my play for this fight. I think he runs over Kamaru Usman. I think we found that for plus 110 or plus 120, I believe. Yeah, so I, I think that the under also very much in play as well. Thinking maybe you know maybe Kamaru Usman lands an overhand right and, and, and stumbles Chemayev, but I'm on the uh, mm-hmm. you know, Hamza Bet-Chemayev side for sure. I think he understands that this is his opportunity. He's kind of played around a little bit with weight classes and, and, and fights and whatnot, and now he's been determined that not only will he get uh, an immediate title shot, but a favorable matchup with Sean Strickland. I mean, yeah. Sean Strickland deserves to be the champion. He won that fight against Israel Adesanya. But if you're talking about going up and waiting, fighting Izzy or fighting Sean Strickland, I think you want to fight Sean Strickland. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Shemayev by knockout is plus 220. Shemayev by submission is plus 310. Yeah, I, I, this is one of those fights I don't want to lean either way. I, I, I inside could, the distance. I, I could see both happening. Yeah. I, I could see Shemayev overwhelming him with strikes. I could see him you know, hitting him with something and then uh, you know, wrapping a neck and, and getting the tap of, of Kamar Usman. I, I think 
again, and it's sad because girl dad, I spent a lot of time with Conor Osman down in South Florida. You know, he came on my show when I was hosting it locally back at ESPN West Palm. He came Lo- on with us, didn't he? I, yes, he did. He yeah. came on with us. He's coming so, with I, us I, lo- I love the guy. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. Like humble, um, you know, Marvel guy. He was in. He was in Black Panther, yeah. uh, Wakanda Forever. Like, love the dude. He's getting rolled on Saturday night. <laughs> Unfortunately, he probably is. Um, all right, so we're going to take inside the distance for Chemayev at plus 110 and obviously throw him into this ever-growing parlay uh, of this main card. Our final fight here, our title fight, Islam Makachev minus 265 against Alexander Volkanovsky at plus 200. I mean, we've been talking and lines have been moving, so let me just make sure it has moved. Okay, uh, Makachev minus 280. And Volkanovski is plus 210. So more value on Volkanovski if you are going to go that way. Makachev, uh, the last time he was in Dubai or Abu Dhabi, won the title over Charles Oliveira uh, in a very fast fight uh, that he dominated. And then when he went to fight uh, Volkanovski at UFC 284, it was the best fight of the year. It was a phenomenal fight. I don't think Makachev was ready for what Volkanovski was going to do. This is obviously a rematch of that fight. And the question is going to be, who is going to make the adjustment? Is Makachev going to be more prepared for what Volkanovsky is going to bring? Or is Volkanovsky, who's one of the best fighters in all of the UFC, going to make the adjustments and be more ready on short notice, even though obviously he was training and everything like that, but on short notice to face Islam Makachev again? I, I, think, it's the fo- I, I think it's the latter. I, I believe that that's, what, that's one of the reasons why we're talking about Alexander Volkanovsky. He's one of the greatest fighters, probably one of the greatest fighters of all time. He might have cemented himself as the greatest featherweight of all time, you know, uh, you know su- uh, surpassing Max Holloway for, for that distinction. And I think in the back of his mind, he, he knew at some point a rematch uh, was going to take place, uh, and, and he's been preparing for it. And he jumped at the opportunity to, to do it. Um, you know, Makachev obviously was preparing for, for Charles Oliveira, a completely different fight. I think he probably had the upper hand, even though I was going to bet. Oliveira, because I just can't bet against him. <laughs> but I think he was going to have it. So this is a completely you know different fight. Um, the 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 fact that Volkanovski he doesn't have to worry about the weight cut. Uh, he's he's obviously got cardio for for days. Maybe it's a little bit tested because he really wasn't in a full training camp for six weeks, preparing for a, a five round five round war with with Makachev. So, but I do believe that that Volkanovski is going to going to make the adjustments. The fact is, is though, is that you know. Makachev's holding that aura of like you know the the Magomedovs, you know, so mm-hmm. he's the type of guy that like probably isn't going to be threatened at all, you know, by 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 this change. The first off, before I give it the winner of this fight, Matush Gamrot is the backup for this fight. Like, why isn't he fighting for the championship? I I don't know. Like, what what was that conversation like? I, I feel like um, I feel like Volk is a bigger draw. Oh, for sure. That, I th- and I think that's why. You've got this huge card, and I feel like they've been, they've been hyping up this card for months and months. And Volk is just the bigger draw. He is. And a rematch of well, the best fight of the year last year. Like, it just it makes more sense. I understand, like, why. I understand why it's not happening. I understand why they went with Volkanovski to get but the rematch. The, the rematch like, doesn't make sense for short notice. Like, I know. Th- that's, that's the issue. But they're hoping to replicate because this because this card is so heavy favorited yeah. like by these these lines that we've been going off of. I mean, you're talking about minus 320, minus 355, minus 700, minus 225. That like, okay, even though Makachev is a heavy favorite, 
if someone's going to give him a fight, it's going to be the guy that gave him a fight last time. Yeah, and he did give him a fight. I mean, that was a very contested, you know, to fight. And um, look, and I think Alexander Volkanovsky is great. And the reason I think he's great is because he's also a fighter that can make mid-fight adjustments. Also friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, I think he'll come out more aggressive than uh, he did in the last fight, I think he was so worried about the takedown defense, mm-hmm. keeping the fight standing. I think he'll trob- probably test Makachev a little bit early on with his grappling and trying to maybe him get, get the fight to the ground. Um, at the end of the day, I'd still believe Islam Makachev with a full camp, uh, who he is at lightweight, what we've seen, he gets the win. Um, I, I th- you throw him into the parlay. If I need to get creative... I'm going to trust Volkanovski, even though he's taking this fight on 10 days' notice, to get to the judges' scorecards. So my okay. play, I, I, and I'm, I'm on the opposite end of a lot of handicappers that I respect. People think there's going to be a finish, likely on the Makachev side. I don't. I don't see Alexander Volkanovski losing this fight via a finish. I see him being able to outlast uh, and get to the judges' scorecards, but it's not going to be enough. And once again, we're going to be, and still, Islam Makachev is a champ. Uh, no. Will the fight go the distance? No is minus 126. Okay. So what's the plus odds on that? Uh, yes. Is, no, minus 102. It's basically even money to say that it will go in the distance, inside the distance. Uh, looking at method of victory, Makachev by points, plus 175. Makachev by sub, plus 300. Volk by points, plus 480. Volkanovsky by uh, knockout is plus 500. And so is Makachev by knockout, plus 500. I, I think those are the two. Those are the two that maybe both if you, knockouts. Both knockouts. If you want to throw a flyer, I mean, look, Volkanovski should have been tapped twice in that fight against Brian Ortega. Yeah, and he was not. Yeah. So um, does Makachev like get him to the ground and like start to you know ground and pound and then maybe grab an arm for an armbar? I just don't see Volkanovski tapping to that. So I think it's going to be a knockout. I, I think lights All going right. out, and you know maybe you know whoever is the officiating the, the the fight understands it's a short notice fight and paying attention to the little bit you know susceptible to the knockout. But I think this fight's going five rounds. I'm just confident in the ability of both guys canceling each other out in so many different areas. Uh, but in the end, it's Makachev getting his hand raised. All right, that is UFC 294. Our picks are uh, Makachev by, or maybe sprinkle it by knockout if you want to. Um, Shamayev inside the distance at plus 110. Ankalaev by knockout at plus 120. And uh, Gafurov over two and a half. And Nurmagomedov by points at plus 220. Our parlay right now is five legs, and it only pays plus 275. That's just so bad. <laughs> Nurmagomedov. Basically, every favorite on the main card. It's just easy to say, every favorite on the main card. Go to FanDuel. They have it set up nicely for you. It said, US, click on UFC main card and just click on every favorite. And that is our parlay. It is five fights. It is every favorite on the main card. And it pays plus 276. Anything on the prelims that you're interested in? Uh, I'm going in? to the well one more time with Trevor Peak. Okay. It failed us the last time. He lost a unanimous decision. He's minus 168. Right yeah, now. I mean he's got some very interesting striking and very you know very a lot of a lot of power. Um, and he was very impressive in the victory over Eric Gonzalez. But he didn't. You'll live up to the hype his his previous time out. But I think Mohammed Yah, what I've seen on film of him, very flat footed. Easy to hit. Trevor Peak's going to land some power there and, and, and get the get the knockout. So I'm going to go one more time to the well with uh, that of Trevor Peak. 
And that's, uh, you know, a guy that's probably the best favorite on the card to play that wins some yeah, money on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, minus 168 is uh, light odds for this card. You can get all of Jordan's picks at FatJackSports.com. Uh, NFL is rolling. College football is rolling. Baseball has been on absolute fire for Fat Jack. So make sure you sign up. FatJackSports.com for all sports and, of course, for Jordan's UFC picks as well. Follow him on Twitter at WoodonESPN1000. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. And hopefully... This card, does the odds do not dictate how good this card is. Hopefully we get a solid pay-per-view, and this is something that we can talk about next week on another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Thanks for listening.